Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. It's the One Health Podcast. I'm your host, Tori Schmelzer, and I'm a fitness entrepreneur and fitness enthusiast. My goal is to share the knowledge that I gather each week through meeting industry experts and interviewing them. Uh, For those of you who are new to the show, we're going to bring on these different experts in mental health, physical health, professional health, spiritual health, you name it, we cover it. We don't claim to be experts on any of these subjects. We just interview the people that are for the greater good. Thanks again for all the love and support on our social media, all of our subscribers, anyone who's taken a minute or two out to watch the YouTube channel or gone on our Instagram, given us a like, a follow, all that stuff. We really do appreciate that. If you guys could do us a favor, hop on that Purple Podcast app on your phone and leave us a review. There's a section on there. We really do appreciate it. That does help us in the rankings. It helps us to reach more people, which is our goal. That's why we started the podcast. Um, And I want to give an extra special thanks to our sponsors, Eco Gym. These guys made this podcast possible, so I really do appreciate that. They are now offering a revolutionary group fitness class called Surge that's going to change the way you think about group fitness, boot camps, that whole scene. I've been taking them three days a week since January, and I mean, it really has changed my life. So I can tell you firsthand if you have any questions, ask me. But uh, go on there, go to goecogym.com. Once again, that's goecogym.com. There is a link on there where you can book your first class for free. You get three free classes or three free workouts with a personal trainer. So you guys go on if you're in the Chicago area, make sure you go on and check that out. Today on the show, we have the amazing Dr. Jason Langslet from HealthSmart in Northbrook. Jason, welcome to the show, man. Yeah, I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. Um, just a little bit of background on Jason. He is a Chicagoland native who currently practices in the premier Nuka chiropractic office here in Northbrook alongside Dr. Marshall Dickholz and Daiki Ishiyama. He has helped patients from around the globe regain their health by restoring proper brainstem function and body balance. From vertigo to lower back pain, migraines to arthritis, he has helped patients resolve many different health concerns simply by removing one of the major stressors in the human body that is often overlooked from childhood. So that's a little bit of background on Jason. I guess let's just jump right in here, man. What made you interested in this industry? What made you gravitate towards this? What was the driving force behind that? Yeah, I would say just overall, as far as health is concerned, it's always been a a main focus for mine just from, I mean, honestly, elementary school, like right from the get go, I knew that I was super fit, wanted to be fit pretty much as long as I could be. Um, always looking to improve myself as far as athletics, sports, uh, just making sure I could be the best that I could. Um, and it wasn't until high school, really, and that I kind of came across this chiropractic philosophy or idea. Uh, I had no idea that chiropractic existed. Honestly, it was kind of a fluke. I was in a class that I wasn't supposed to be in, and we had a chiropractor come in as kind of a, a career-type uh, this is an opportunity, something that you could do when you leave high school, look into it. Uh, and it blew my mind, really. I mean, I was had no idea that this was an opportunity or uh, something that even existed, and I was instantly hooked into it. So, uh, I mean, really, she was just checking people's posture and showing where 
you know, if your hips aren't level and if your head's not straight, all the things that this could impact, not only as far as your symptoms are concerned, but even just overall performance. And that's where I really caught on. So obviously wanting to improve myself, I saw that uh, being a runner, it could have a huge impact as far as making sure everything was in the right spot for me. So I had to kind of convince my dad a little bit more uh, before he took me anywhere, just because he was under the same mindset as most people, which is no symptoms, there's not anything to do about it, right? Why would I go uh, take you anywhere and spend time and money and energy into something that uh, really isn't going to help you if you don't have any back pain or whatever? So um, pushed, 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 eventually got him to take me to a traditional chiropractor here in uh, the north suburbs in Vernon Hills, actually. And um, it, it wasn't anything greatly uh different than what I expected it to be. Uh, obviously I expected to get my back cracked or an adjustment or anything or something yeah. like that. Um, but as far as my performance goes, I had a, a massive race the next day and I just saw a huge improvement on my time uh, as a mid distance runner. And it, it, I mean, that's the only thing I could think that made a, a huge difference for that day. So best time I ever ran. And I started putting the pieces together. I said, well, I just got an adjustment. I'm in alignment. I think this is probably the way to go mm-hmm. moving forward. And so that's when I decided that there was really no looking back. I wanted to do that for other people too. And obviously having the interest in health already, going into a healthcare field, everything really connected that way for me. So That's cool. So you went back to your dad and you like showed him your time and you're like, see? For sure. <laughs> 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 Had to rub that one in a little bit. <laughs> I love, I love how that works because parents are like, well, I don't know. You know, there's always that skepticism yeah. with them. And then you, you kind of got to prove them wrong. Well, okay, I guess I can give it a shot. Feels good, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, man. I didn't know you were a runner. That's mm-hmm. really cool. So are you still are you still racing now, like doing a bunch of races? Are you, have you run any marathons? Like, I haven't. Uh, my goal is to do a marathon at some point. It keeps getting pushed back, just the time commitment. I don't want to do it, you know half-ass essentially i want to do 16 weeks of training right my girlfriend runs them and uh yeah she just started a couple weeks ago 16 Mm -hmm. week training program and man you're right you're trying to run a business you're trying to run you know your practice there and it's just like saturdays on the long runs you're okay well here's three hours of running Mm -hmm. gotta block that out then you gotta block out recovery time yes correct which is another Mm -hmm. thing so um, that's awesome, man. That's yeah. really cool how you got into it like that. That's a little bit different than, I, I you know, I've had other chiropractors on the show and stuff like that. And, um, you know, they just kind of stumbled across it. It feels like you had direct evidence. Mm-hmm. I do A, this happens. You know what I mean? Correct. It's yep. really cool. Um, so tell me about this NUCA treatment. How is it different from... Uh, you know, some other traditional chiropractic treatments. What are you yeah. guys doing when you're doing this treatment? So I guess to start with that, I mean, our patients as a kind of segue into that, when they come in, they tell us that we're not chiropractors, right? So right off the bat, obviously there's something different there. Um, these are patients, new patients, patients that have been under care for 30 plus years. Every time they come in, you guys are not chiropractors. There's no way that you fall into that same model, Right. Now, I'm a licensed chiropractor, right? I have the license and the training and everything, um, but just the way that we approach it is completely different night and day from what most people are thinking of when they think of chiropractic. And so 
Uh, I knew I was going into chiropractic initially, went to college, got an undergrad degree, decided to uh, stay in the Quad Cities, I went to Palmer. And as I was there, you know, my understanding was similar to most people that I was going to learn how to do regular adjustments, crack backs and necks and mm-hmm. push hips and all this other stuff, uh, which at that time appealed to me. I thought that's what made the difference in my life. This is how I'm going to help other people. Um, but once I got there, I figured out that there's a whole nother world of like, I mean, there's maybe 200 plus different tire chiropractic techniques outside of just what most people think of. So wow. there's a whole nother uh, not level that. that most people don't even uh, realize for uh, the general public. So I got there and then I was blown away again by all the other things I could study too, not just the traditional manipulation type chiropractic. Um, and I came across the Nuka technique and that's where it took a little convincing at first because I thought I wanted to be a traditional chiropractor. I didn't really want to change that. Um, but I just kind of pursued it kind of gently at first, started moving in a little more in depth. Uh, and then, I don't know, maybe a year or two into school, I finally decided that, I mean, this was the track that I was going down and I wasn't going to look back. I had started to see the benefits and the effects um, in my own life uh, beyond what I was getting from traditional chiropractic. And I was going to different conferences and visiting different offices at the time and just really seeing that these people were doing something different and it was having a greater impact on how people were able to function and the results that they were having more regularly than what I had seen prior. So uh, that's where I I just didn't see another option at that point. So I just kept going, got my chiropractic degree, and then really kind of stayed in the track of learning more of the Nuka technique. And that's where I found uh, the office that I'm in, HealthSmart here in Northbrook. Dr. Marshall Dick Holtz Jr. Uh, owns the practice, and he has been pretty substantial as far as getting the technique out in the world. Like I said, um, in the bio, we see patients from all over the world mm. that come here to Northbrook, Illinois, wow. <laughs> uh, to get the care that we provide because it just doesn't exist in many other places. And that's pretty common uh, as far as what you see in not only nuca practices, but other upper cervical that focus on the upper neck uh, type uh, uh, techniques or offices um, where, I mean, even if you have an office in like small town Wisconsin or Iowa or Nebraska or something. These offices typically see people from all over the world because once they hear about it, it's just the, the care that they need. And they've tried many other things without the success that they want. Traditional chiropractic, massage, medical doctors, I mean, you name it. Um, so not uncommon to have that. But obviously um, here in Chicago, um, we're seeing people from all over the place. And um, it has essentially been the place where I've learned the most as far as getting the the technique and the skills that I need to help the people um, that I'm looking for. So if I'm I'm a new patient, I'm mm-hmm. coming in your office, you guys focus on, so I'm going to walk in, you're not just going to crack a bunch of stuff and send me on my way. How is it, how is it a little bit different? So you said it, it focuses on the upper cervical instead mm-hmm. of instead of mid and lower mm-hmm. so is it a certain way that you guys are doing the adjustments it's it's different how, how is it different than yeah, like yeah so it is the analysis the evaluation the approach the philosophy the adjustment itself 
all carry a way different weight um, compared to normal chiropractic. So um, when you come in as a new patient, we're always starting with an evaluation. And during that time, we're actually able to either qualify you or disqualify you for the care that we do. So we don't accept every single patient because they don't always have the, the misalignment that we're looking for, which is up in the upper neck. Okay. So during the evaluation, we're looking to see, similar to what most chiropractors are looking for, but really looking at body balance. So we're looking to see, are your legs even? Are your hips level? Do you have any twist in your pelvis? Are your shoulders level? Is your head straight? Is your weight distributed equally between both feet, right? You shouldn't be carrying 20 more pounds on one side. If you are, obviously there's a big distortion there. Uh, and we've got some really special equipment that shows us in detail everything that's happening. So we get a full picture of the structure and that's the information that we then use to determine if that's something that we can help with. Now, a lot of people come in with their own concerns, right? So they're coming in because they have something that they want to fix or address. So it could be headaches, could be the vertigo, um, could be lower back pain, uh, you name it. But our f primary function is really not the symptom itself, but how is the distortion in the posture related to that symptom? Okay, so during that evaluation, we could determine that as well. And using that, we're really looking to see the most important part, which is the upper neck. So we're looking at the upper spine um, through that uh, posture evaluation. And that's the indicator that either you have a misalignment in your neck or you don't. And if you do, that means, uh, I mean, most of your world is going to be compromised to some degree. Now, a lot of people know that the nervous system is important. They don't know uh, as much about how the upper neck is really the starting point to the rest of the nervous system, right? So it first passes through the brainstem, which is our primary focus, and that's why we work up there is because there's a vertebra in particular, uh, C1, or the atlas bone, which is the top bone in the spine, and this is the one that really is designed to protect the upper neck. Now what happens is for most people, well, when they go through their life, uh, I mean, at any point, I mean, I'm sure you haven't gone through probably a couple months without having a slip for a fall or an accident or, mm -hmm. or something where you bumped your head or, or anything like this. And a lot of people, they recover pretty quickly afterwards. Um, but what happens in the upper neck is there is an opportunity for that to misalign. So the bone that is supposed to protect the brainstem and the nervous system is no longer doing so. It's actually stressing that area. Mm. So when you're stressing that area for long enough, eventually things start to crumble, unfortunately. And it's expressed only not only through the posture, but in, in the secondary symptoms as well. So when people come in later on with a migraine or chronic migraines or low back pain or things that aren't resolving, um, it's because that the primary misalignment from the accident that could have happened 20, 30 years ago was never corrected. So now the body's been compromised for this whole time. Mm -hmm. And like I said, eventually it, it does crumble. Like if your house was on a an unsteady foundation for 30 years, it could hold up for probably a pretty good amount of time, but eventually it doesn't do that forever and, and things right. start to break down. So how many, um, how many treatments are needed with this? Let's say, um, you know, I had, let's say for example, I've had a lot of problems, you know, with my back throughout my life. How many treatments does this take to kind of get things back in order? Is it like, you know, twice a week for like the first three months. How does that, how do you guys plan on that? Or is each person's situation a little different? Yeah, so we will cater to the individual, but um, just kind of going back through a new patient. So once we have the evaluation, we know that you qualify for care. You have the upper neck misalignment that we're looking for. 
then we have to go through a series of x-rays. So we do a very precise uh, upper neck series and um, to the detail that no other x-ray equipment on the planet is aligned to. I mean, it is wow. spot on zero um, for the views that we're taking. And the purpose is because the misalignments that we're looking for usually could be anywhere from like the width of your fingernail. So if you take a look at that really quick, you're looking at like oh maybe God. a half a millimeter, right? Yeah. Up to maybe a couple degrees when you look at a protractor. Um, so the misalignments that we're looking for, most people are not going to see, right? Yeah. There isn't a lot of room for error up in the neck. It's such a delicate area. So even something the width of a fingernail out of place could have a massive effect on how your body is able to express itself, and that's how things start to break down eventually. And so we take a series of x-rays of the head and neck to see exactly how the bone is out of place. And it tends to be a little bit like your fingerprint. So it's all the accidents and things that you've had through your life that have started to obviously get the bone out of place. And then the position that it's in currently is a combination of all that stuff that you've been through. So because nobody's had the same life experience, nobody has the same misalignment exactly, right? And they can be similar, but they're always slightly unique to that individual. And then we do a series of Additional exams, so we're looking at muscle balance, we're looking at nerve flow, uh, range of motion, and we're checking heart rate variability. Uh, I know that's up and coming a lot more. Wow. Offices are starting to incorporate that as well. Looking at the autonomic nervous system, see how that's playing a role in how the body's currently firing and the things that you're noticing. And then we actually don't do an adjustment that day. So the first day is just data gathering. So we got everything that we need in order to take care of you. Um, we've got that day. And then when you return on a follow-up visit for your adjustment, we go through everything with you and then we do the first correction. Now the correction, even though we're up in the neck, has nothing to do with cracking or twisting or popping, right? And that's where a lot of people okay. have a harder time getting over that mindset of, I go to a chiropractor, I'm gonna get something cracked, right? And that's some, sometimes the hardest part. Um, but the adjustment itself, here again, hard to believe, but you don't even feel it for the most part. It's that gentle so we're denting the skin maybe a sixteenth to an eighth of an inch so very 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 lightly and it all comes down to that information that we got off the x-rays and once you have that information really gathered and put together properly you're basically figuring out the combination that's going to unlock the vertebra without forcing anything so we don't we don't want to really force the bone in a position that doesn't want to go we want to take it back to the position that it needs to be in and wants to go in and uh, the information from the x-rays is what determines that for us and there again, if you're only moving the bone the width of a fingernail or three quarters of a degree or something like that, it doesn't take a lot of force. Very, yeah. very light. You just have to head it at the right angle, essentially. So okay. um, there's a lot of biomechanics and things involved as far as figuring out the best approach to get the bone to move because just pushing on the skin isn't going to do that. Right. Right? You could push on your neck all day and you're not going to yeah. get the same result. Um, so that's where the information uh, comes in for that. And then we take post x-rays. So not only do we see what's happening before the adjustment, but then we measure afterwards. Do we get the movement that we want? And guess what? I think, I think that's, that's awesome because every time I've been to the chiropractor, they do your initial screening, they take your x-rays, right? But then they just keep adjusting, adjusting, adjusting. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, I feel a little bit better. But did you really do you know, what you were supposed to do. So I right. like that you guys do that because that's a lot different and you do it right away. Mm -hmm. So you know that very first, oh, okay, yep, we moved it, it went here, this is good, we need to keep doing this. I love Correct. that. So, and that's what the work was founded on is reproducibility, make sure that we're actually getting what we want on top of that. And so 
Um, we do the post x-rays and sometimes we don't get it the first try so we have to keep working on it how are we going to change the approach to get the correction that we actually want as opposed to what we think we got and um, and so uh, we work really hard and we don't let patients leave until they're balanced everything has to be set until we go not only is that good for obviously that day but then moving forward it helps with long-term stability so another mindset that we get over um, with more people that think about traditional chiropractic and how we fit into that is well, if I go to the chiropractor, I'm going to go three times a week forever, and that's why I don't want to do this. Like, you could help me, but guess what? I don't want to spend my whole life with you, <laughs> okay? Yeah. Um, uh, and there again, it, a lot of that comes down to the stability and what they're able to accomplish on the first visit, and the post-x-rays are crucial to that. we got to make sure that we have it set, and then down the road it saves a lot more time and energy so that we're actually seeing things progress quicker and faster and the body's getting stronger. Um, and so then we take those x-rays and then we're checking it uh, usually once or twice a week to start, okay? And we're looking at maybe the first month or so, three to four weeks. And during that time frame, we're not just looking to adjust you each time, okay? We're actually looking for stability. So I'm a happier guy when you don't need an adjustment that day, and you will be too, because that means your body is actually in a better position than it was a week ago, and way better if you need another adjustment, okay? And for a lot of people, this is where we have to cater to where their body is. Sometimes one adjustment can hold for six months. That's unheard of in chiropractic. Most people have never even considered the fact that they could hold an adjustment, right? Mm-hmm. Um, where we've had patients, um, I think Dr. Dickholz's record, uh, or possibly his father's, who's also a new doctor, is 11 years, one adjustment. And he got checked regularly, so it's not like we we're just guessing, oh, I think it's holding. <laughs> um, yeah, that's but cool. for wow. 11 years, he would get checked maybe once or twice a year and was holding for that entire time frame. And that, I mean, that's a, a great example. Not everyone gets to do that, but for the most part, that's what we're after. We wanna see you holding your adjustments. We don't have to keep working at it over and over and over again. And what that means is when you're holding, uh, not only are you doing better, but your nervous system is actually back in control. So the brainstem isn't being stressed, right? Each time you lose your adjustment, you're kind of going back to the old position where things are going back into the distorted posture, the nerves aren't firing properly, and the symptoms can start to return again. Uh, so from uh, that point, we're, we're checking it once or twice a week until we know the stability pattern. Once we see it holding, then we're going to start to space those appointments out. The goal is regular checkups, just like you go to your dentist once or twice a year. Make sure you're still holding. Most people are once they get through that uh, first stability phase. Some people, you know, they don't hold as well. If, mm-hmm. Let's say they're a professional athlete or something where they're constantly cranking their head. I can't control that. Obviously, that's what... Yeah. their life is going to be designed as but yeah. we can obviously help them along the way um, as far as getting the symptoms resolved there again there's a time frame that is going to be more so uh, individual for that person so how quickly does their body heal children heal a lot quicker their bodies are constantly developing and rapidly expanding and things like that um, older people their bodies aren't healing as quickly usually so it uh, doesn't mean the symptom won't go away as quickly but the entire healing process or cycle is going to take a lot longer for them usually not always but usually got it i love how you said it's kind of all connected and i've I've talked about this on the show before that one little tweak in your upper like you said if your brain stem's not communicating properly with all the other nerves it's going to affect everything all the way down your spine all the way down the chain there so if i'm if i'm doing i see some of these gyms that have neck exercise machines 
what is your opinion on that? I think they're ridiculous. They look a little unsafe to me. What's your opinion on on some of those? Yeah, I would avoid those at all costs. So okay, I'm not okay. an expert on those specifically, <laughs> but um, I see them as well, and it, it makes me cringe every time. I mean, there's no getting away from that. And it, it's not that you you don't need strong neck muscles because I think you do, and mm-hmm. most people could benefit from that. But that delicate area, you don't want to be stressing as much as most people are doing with those things. It's do you see a lot of people? Do you see a lot of people that? Um, do you see anybody that comes in without s- symptoms? We do actually. Yeah, and that really that's the ideal patient because they're actually catching it before the symptom arises if they have the misalignment. So, like I said, if if your misalignment happened in an accident when you were five years old and it never got corrected, and now you're 25 and you still don't have symptoms, but you've got that misalignment that's been boiling underneath the surface for so long. There again, eventually things will start to break down, and it's not me being dark or narcissistic, or not narcissistic, but um, kind of negative on the yeah. subject. But it's just how things work. It, it can't withstand that distortion forever, and the nervous system has to constantly be operating at a, a full capacity in order to work right. And so, um, patients that come in without the symptoms, it, they're catching it sooner. And if they don't have a misalignment, then we don't help them. I mean, there's, there's nothing to correct then. But if they have a misalignment and they don't have a symptom, uh, there again, it's preventative. Just like uh, bring, bring it back to the dental analogy. So you don't just go to your dentist when you have a cavity, your tooth hurts. You're going regularly to make sure you don't get those things later. Uh, and those are the ad- ideal patients that we're looking for is people that want to catch it sooner and they tend to respond a lot better. Um, because we're not backtracking all the years of breakdown and, and everything that's happened prior. So you guys are doing these adjustments. Do you Are you looking at um, the way muscles are firing in the back and in the neck too as well as that's you're doing the screenings and stuff like that? That's one of the tests that we do. So okay. it's a surface EMG. And a lot of offices do them, not just chiro- or chiropractic or NUCA offices. Um, but it does look to see how the muscles along the spine are firing, looks to see it which areas are being affected the most. So if your hips aren't level and you're leaning two or three degrees off to the right, let's say muscles have to compensate for that. So we have an idea of which areas are being affected the most. Uh, and then we can check it again afterwards and see how that's balanced out once we got the body back in balance. And that equates essentially to wasted energy. If your body is spending, let's say, 50, 60% of your energy just to hold you up, mm-hmm. how much of the energy could be used for other things like healing or thinking clearly or or, you know, really digesting nutrients and things that you need to stay healthy. So if I am a personal trainer and I'm at the gym and I have clients, what are some things that I can keep an eye on that are going to tell me, okay, this muscle's not firing or there's an imbalance here? What are some things that you'd kind of recommend to these, you know, personal trainers to look for in their clients or even people just working out, hey, I'm doing this squat motion you know, if I'm leaning to one side, is that bad? Like, what would you recommend for that? Yeah, that's a trickier question. But I think some people will start to develop a sense of where their body feels most comfortable. So I have patients all the time that say, um, either before they're under care or if they've lost their correction, they're out of alignment. Uh, they just notice that their body drifts to one side. So if they're in the car for a long period and they, they start to notice, well, I'm just I'm always sitting on my right side or on my left side and I don't know why. Um, and that's an indicator that your body just doesn't know where center is again because it is out of alignment and that miscommunication is happening. Um, as far as in the gym, I mean, you can get an idea just basically left to right if you're comparing 
know, what side has the strength that you're after, what side doesn't. For most people, it should be pretty balanced, I would say. Um, specific exercises, I don't have an idea for that. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, that, that's cool. No, <laughs> I was just wondering, <laughs> you know, some things to look for, you know, when we see people doing this. Obviously, we can tell if there's an imbalance, you know. Um, should people, would you recommend that they focus a little bit more on, you know, doing individual arms when they're doing exercises or individual legs when they're doing it versus both at the same time? I don't. I, th- okay, I mean, there's value to both. Okay. And, you know, personal trainers have more of an expertise in that. So, you know, I trust that they know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, as far as things that we recommend for patients, it's a lot more taking care of your head and neck that we don't do so much. Uh, having a good pillow that keeps you supported in a neutral posture through the night. Uh, if you're getting on an average an eight-hour night worth of rest or sleep, obviously you want your head in a good spot. Otherwise, you're just cranking your neck. And there again, that has an opportunity to have negative effects down the road. Um, things like with our cell phones, there again, you know, the text neck epidemic that everyone's starting to talk about. Um, People with their heads down. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah, we kind of laugh at it, but 20 years down the road, it's not going to be so funny. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. I, I I used to get really. I got AirPods now. You can call me a snob if you want, but <laughs> I got so sick of while I'm on the computer cranking my neck to the left to support my phone as I'm typing all day when I'm working out. Yeah. And I mean, I can honestly, I can tell a difference now that I got the AirPods in it. It makes life a lot better. But yeah. The texting neck thing is crazy. Not a lot of people talk about that, but it's, yeah, I mean, especially younger generation, our generation, mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, it's just, it's only going to get worse. Mm-hmm. Um, our parents didn't really have that problem. No, not so much. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I and mean, that's one of the things, too, is holding your phone up with your shoulder. We talk about it all the time. People do it, and they don't know that how much stress they're putting on their neck to do that. And if you're doing it eight hours a day, if you do a lot of phone uh, interaction, Obviously, a headset is where you want to go, but some people, they're just, they, they kind of get in that habit. They're using their hands. They throw the phone over really quick, and they're just destroying the neck, essentially. But things like that, just having good posture. Another thing that people don't talk about is having your hair washed back in the shampoo bowl. That's a huge one. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I didn't so, think of that either. I mean, I only um, go every, like, six weeks to go get my hair cut. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, not so good for your neck. Uh, unfortunately, that's where most... You know, salons or hairstylists, you know, that's what their go-to is going back in the mm-hmm. shampoo bowl. And they've gotten better, so I know that um, I'm starting to accommodate more to get the head a little more comfortable and in a neutral position. But anytime there's no support and you're just kind of falling all the way back into the sink, you're really putting a lot of strain and effort into the upper neck, and that's where things can start to go out of place. So all the women out there listening get a get a towel underneath there or something yeah, or you have to go forward this I mean, and patients don't like hearing this but going forward into the sink you're not going to do the damage that you would go in back so you can go forward or wash it at home uh, that is again, super interesting do, mm-hmm. that is something i guarantee you no one is thinking about at all no and everybody who comes in says i hate doing it but i do it every time and it hurts my neck and and that's just what we do and they just push through it <laughs> wow okay yeah. so invest in a good quality pillow i don't think a lot of people are doing that either i i bought my mattress what two years ago now brand new i was like okay i'm gonna spend some extra money i want to get a good night's sleep but then the guy at the store was like hey if you're gonna invest this money you know spend the extra 80 90 bucks on a on a good pillow and it's good to hear that like that money was actually worth my time 
Yeah, hundred percent. That's will really save good. a lot more money down the road for sure. That's yeah. awesome. Do you guys do anything else in your office with like trigger point release stuff or dry needling or anything like that? Do you guys do any of that stuff? We I know don't. that's like kind of like an up and coming yeah. thing in your industry. I don't know. Yeah, there are a lot of offices that are have incorporated that. Um, we tend to specialize mostly just in the adjustment. Uh, it's our main focus. It, what gets the biggest effect as far as getting people healthy and doing the, the right stuff. So um, our primary focus is that everything else, you know, we have recommendations, referral sources for. So if there's another chiropractic office that does stuff that Got maybe it. they could benefit in addition to having the correction um, or a massage or, you know, any other office um, that could do that, uh, we refer out for. We don't okay. do that uh, in office. Do you guys, at what point do you recommend having surgery? Is it when, you know, you've treated them for a couple months, you're not seeing any improvement? At what point do you guys kind of make that decision? Yeah, it's always last resort. Um, but unfortunately for some people, they come in at the point where surgery probably is the best option. There again, through the evaluation, we can determine if if they're a candidate for the care or if obviously there's another option that would be better at this point. Um, and a lot of it is just not having the mindset of being proactive with your health and how things have started to break down um, but we want to get the spine balanced obviously if there's still time to, to get the body in a good place before the surgery is necessary um, but with the x-rays we can see how is the neck looking right now how much deterioration or damage has already been there and how long um, or if it's another area in the body then we would have them you know go get an MRI or something just to make sure that um, we're not working against something that does need to be um, cut open, I guess. Got it. No, <laughs> I was just curious about that because I know some people do have severe, you know, situations. So yeah. I didn't know if that was for everybody. But uh, yeah, sometimes it's necessary, but it's always the last resort. Right now, I think a lot more people have jumped into the surgery option a little prematurely mm -hmm. before it, it is actually necessary. Um, we tend to be just because most people don't know that nuca is an option that we tend to be the end of the road. So a lot mm -hmm. of people have tried everything else first um, and they've gone to the, any other doctor. Some of them have lists that go on forever. I've seen yeah. 30, 40, 50 doctors trying to figure out exactly what's going on and none of them have addressed the central nervous system, which is actually the main wow. control and getting things back to normal again. So um, yeah, I think the surgery uh, for some people, they've jumped in a little too quickly, uh, but yeah. that's kind of where things are at. Why do you why do you think that there's so many chiropractic offices that aren't doing this technique or you're putting your system in place? Why do you think that it, is it just more of a cost effective thing? Is that kind of what it is? Yeah, I've pondered that quite a bit actually, and a lot of patients ask right once they find us and they say, "Why did I have to go through fifty other doctors and six chiropractors and <laughs> and travel across the world to find you guys?" Um, and I don't always have a good answer for them, but there is a level of, you just have to be the type of person who is looking for perfection at all times. That's the type of people that tend to be NUCA doctors. You, you do not settle for less than perfect. And that's where, again, where we take the post x-rays and we're always making sure that we have exactly what we need. Uh, just the level of specificity and a, a care to detail is, something that you don't find in many offices. Um, and for a lot of people, it's, it's 
really the mindset. So, for instance, when I was going to school there again, I thought that normal chiropractic was the only thing that existed. And so that's the path that I thought I was going to go down. Didn't happen. Um, but uh, it, it tends not to be something that people talk about as much either, just because chiropractic uh, through the years has actually gone through different stages kind of phases where upper cervical work tends to be the focus and then sometimes it goes more to a traditional chiropractic approach and then back and forth and it kind of goes up and down through the years um, and like each decade almost is a different way of looking at it uh, as knowledge uh, continues to expand but um, I think right now we're in more of a full spine type mentality in the schools and so that's where they're teaching mostly um, where um, the upper cervical stuff isn't talked about as much and so you have to kind of seek it out a lot more, uh, put more effort into it to find it. That's interesting. I like how you guys, I feel like the way you guys approach this is kind of like how, um, you know, we do with a lot of our training clients. We spend the time up front running them through a movement analysis and there's, there's a rhyme and a reason to all of it. And I feel like sometimes I'm not saying every chiropractor does this. I just, I feel like sometimes it's, get in, boom, get an adjustment, you're out the door, I want to see my next person, so on and so forth. Again, I'm not saying that's everyone, but I like how it's more of a, there, there's a process and there's a system and there's a rhyme and a reason that you're doing it. It's not just, oh, because this is what everyone else does, yeah. which, which is good. Yeah, and there are people that just want in and out, they want the quick fix, and a lot of people in you know, medicine and, and everything, that's what they're looking for. Um, but there again, you get the quick fix now, but then 10 years down the road, you've lost all that time to actually get better and, and, and do better in your care. So, um, you know, we could spend anywhere from four to five hours with one new patient when they come in, getting the x-rays, oh. analyzing them. I mean, there's a lot of detail that we're gathering in those first appointments to make that long term a lot smoother. And that's what we're after. So that's you got to make it. It's kind of like exercise, too. You got to make it a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, when people come in and meet with us, it's not just, OK, let's run you through a workout and, and smoke you and just get you really tired and sweaty. It's no, let's sit down. Let's talk about your nutrition. Let's talk about what type of support system, you know, you have at home too. Um, all those things factor into sustainability with it and I feel like that relates directly to what you guys do yep. let's fix the core problem here and let's adjust that so this is a consistent thing moving forward correct um, yep. I, I like that a lot mm -hmm. do you think that there are certain stretches we could be doing to prevent some of these injuries or certain exercises that we can focus on to help strengthen the upper cervical area is there anything specific that you recommend to people or yeah there again it's more so just being cautious and aware of your upper neck so you're not straining it throughout the day okay. um, the strength in the correction is usually by taking the stress off the neck and so okay. once you get the bone back in place the ligaments that hold the bone in place are the ones that are going to start to form to that new position that's how they get stronger is not having the stress against them okay so if you are doing exercises, you want to be more cautious of the neck exercises um, and just really being a little more aware of what you're doing with your neck, like I said. yeah. If I'm doing things to put stress on my lower back, could that affect my upper back as well? It could, for sure. Yeah. It's all connected, like you said okay. earlier. I mean, things are going to affect things that we never even thought could have an effect on other areas and, and vice versa. So uh, we've had 
cases where just by adjusting the upper neck, we can see relief in foot pain and, and ankle pain and things like that. Where most people don't see any connection there. But there again, it's the nervous system that we're affecting and influencing. We're not just helping people with neck pain. We're impacting the entire structure in the body, and we can see awesome things I as love a result. It. Yeah. I love it. Any other tips, tricks, pointers, anything like that, any advice you want to give to someone who's listening to this and thinking to themselves, should I go in and go through a screening with these guys? Yeah. <laughs> um, Are you going to say, just, just say? do it? Yeah, I mean, you pretty much just have to do it. Um, there again, it's it's prevention. I wouldn't wait until your body is telling you it's time to do something. You have to do something prior. If you wait too long, things break down. It's as simple as that. And you don't want to be the person that waited until their entire body is no longer able to support them or help them. And, and everybody sees those people and says, I don't want to be that. But they don't always have the answer on how to prevent that. And having your body in a good alignment and a good position, expressing itself freely, having the nervous system in control again is really your best uh, chance in, as far as getting everything else in line and keeping you in a good spot. That's awesome, man. Well, I want to commend you on the work that you guys are doing. I think it's a much higher quality level of care than just your average chiropractor. So I want to commend you on the work you guys are doing. I think it's awesome. Mm -hmm. Keep up the good work on that. And, um, yeah, man, thanks again for being on. Yeah, really definitely. appreciate you taking some time out, man. I think this will uh, help a lot of people. Uh, again, special shout out to our sponsors, Eco Gym. Um, thanks so much to those guys. Again, remember, go to goecogym.com. Check that out. Redeem your free class, your free workouts. Go on and do that. Until next week, guys, thank you so much for joining us for another episode.